I saw miles and miles of Texas All the stars up in the sky I saw miles and miles of Texas Gonna live here Welcome to Hour 1 of Sports Saturday, the 15th Club, with hosts Ed Clements and Scotty Sayers. Ed and Scotty will bring you up-to-the-minute news from the world of golf. They're taking calls at 512-836-0590 or toll-free at 877-590-KLBJ. It is time to tee it high and let it fly. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the 15th Club on KLBJ Radio, live from Dirty Martin's Place. I'm Ed Clements along with Scotty Sayers. And our very special guest, Mark Brooks, the former PGA champion, the 15th Club, the first part of Sports Saturday, proudly brought to you by ABC Bank, with assistance from the Salt Lake Barbecue and Driftwood in Round Rock, the Naughty Deck and Bar at the Austin Renaissance Hotel, Maudie's Tex-Mex, the Munich Conservancy, Zilker Belts, Donald Ross Sportswear, and by Adele Golf. Scotty, Mark, good afternoon. Cold. It is cold outside, but let me tell you what. We have a huge crowd here already at Dirty Martin's Place where they're inside, where it's warm. They're watching Longhorn Baseball. Texas and San Diego tied up 3-3, and there'll be basketball action tonight, but this is the place to be on a Saturday afternoon. It's all sorority girls, isn't it? I mean, it's... Scotty, I'm not Lotus. I've been doing show prep, but, oh, boy, you're exactly right. Well, it's a good place to gather here. It is. And it's getting more crowded. I guess people just got burned out watching the Texas basketball game today. Oh, man. Plus, it's too cold for golf, except for our compadre here, who gave a lesson this morning at, uh, what, 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock? What time did you give a lesson? No, we we went about 10.30. Yeah. How and cold was it at 10.30 and how windy was it at 10.30? About 39 degrees. 39 <laughs> degrees. Winds out of the north at what? About 20 miles Eight, an hour. 18 to 22, gusts okay. to 27. Can and you, we, we were in the, in the bay. So oh, in the hitting bay. Hit out. We hit out okay. live. And there, believe it or not, there were two, a couple of people hitting balls this morning. Well, I went and got a breakfast tacos at Maudie's, one of our sponsors, around 9.45, and I saw a couple of groups at Muni, so people people just want to get out. They Wait. played. I, I bet I bet there were 40 people playing golf. Really? It was insane. And that was at UT Golf Club? Yes. Well, that's where we were this morning. That's where you were this morning. They were having a, a health, wellness, mental check at the turn. I talked to our friend Brent Buckman today out at Driftwood, and he said there were more players today than yesterday, which I don't get. It was in the high 60s yesterday. Yeah. Isn't so, that something? Yeah. I think it's just the thirst to get outside and also let's just be honest golf is in a period now where people are playing like crazy you go to any public course i was at morris williams earlier this week it was crowded i went to butler pitch and putt to play nine holes it was busy muni is busy as can be and all the private clubs the high dollar private clubs like austin country club barton creek ut golf club driftwood they're all extremely busy because Golf is here, and people want to get outside. Well, next week's going to be great, though. Once you get to Monday, I think it's 70, 75, 80 the rest of the week. Yeah. It just keeps getting warmer. Yeah. So we're getting a little bonus uh, golf in in February. We are, and they're playing golf on the PGA Tour and the Champions Tour. Let's get you up to date on the leaderboard at the Genesis Invitational. And i got to say, first of all, the story is not really – it's sort of it's sort of what's happening on the golf course, but it's what's happening off the golf course. Now, you may have a, a better one, but Patrick Cantley, Scotty, still still in the lead. 
at minus 15 through 15 holes today. He's three shots ahead of Xander Shoffley and Will Zalatoris, five shots ahead of Harris English and uh, Luke Liss. Cantley, of course, went to UCLA. Uh, Mark, it would mean a lot for Patrick Cantley to win a golf tournament right across the street, sort of, or down the road from UCLA's campus. It, it would. I mean, he's been playing great for, for a long time now, you, you know, years. He's got the, the years thing going. His lead is down to three at this point. Okay. okay. Xander Schauffele and Will Zalatoros, who's having a really, I, I'd call it surprising, just a surprisingly good week. I mean, he's just coming back from basically being off for a year. And Will shot six under today to move to 12 under and three back at the moment. Well, it's not a it's not an insurmountable lead at Riviera. Riviera, the famed golf course of George Thomas. Scotty, you played there. Mark, of course, when he was on tour, played there. How do you rank Riviera in the all-time great golf courses y'all you guys have played? Well, I think it, I mean it's one of the top 12 courses I've ever played. But I guess the real question is, LA's got so many good golf courses. Is it the best in Los Angeles? You got LA North, you've got Bel Air, you've got Lakeside. What else? I mean, well, Sherwood, but not those, those. You know, trio of George Thomas touched golf courses. What's interesting, yeah. and you've played them a lot, like we've been fortunate enough both to play them a, a ton, they're quite different. Yes. I mean, that's what's pretty cool. They're they're all within probably a 10-mile circle, and they are dramatically different, and none of them are on the ocean. I mean, they're all inland courses, but uh, they, they all have their own unique style, flavor, feel. You know, memberships are all different. Uh, if you're asking me, pick one. I'm, I'm a little favor. I have a little favoritism to Riviera. I think probably because I played so many LA Opens there. Uh, but again, you know, LA LA Country Club, which we all saw at the U.S. Open this past summer, it's hard to beat as well. But uh, what about Bel Air? Bel Air is a course that gets a lot of acclaim, but it, it's a blast to play. It's got a lot of really unique characteristics. You can take an elevator. You know, some of the holes go through canyons. It, it's fantastic. Riviera basically is on a, I'd call it the canyon floor. I mean, the clubhouse sits up, and you basically go down the hill off one. The first tee's real downhill, probably drops 80 feet down. And you really don't come back up all the way until you're done. I mean, yeah. literally. So the, the golf course plays kind of down in the flat part of it, and it's a relatively flat golf course. I followed you. Uh, gosh, this has been in early, the early night, probably 91 or 92. Texas was playing baseball. That's when I used to broadcast the Longhorn Baseball. They were playing Augie Garrido's Cal State Fullerton, and I went out Sunday morning, and uh, Ben Crenshaw and Justin Leonard were playing together. You were playing a few holes back, so I watched them, and I watched you play, and I watched Tom Kite play uh, yeah. there at Riviera. Just a gorgeous, gorgeous spot. So that was 91-92. Was O.J. in the crowd then? That was pre, uh, <laughs> we pre, had, we pre had stabbing. Drink. We, we had drinks. Yeah, we had drinks. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, remember. He was a member. Yeah. He not only was a member, Mark, uh, we redid the Greens and Bunkers Coeur Crenshaw back in 93-94, and when our crew would get out there in the morning, 7 o'clock, first tea time every day, O.J. Simpson. Now, you know who he inherited that tea time from? I know Ed knows. I know. Dean Martin. Dean Martin. No kidding. <laughs> and Dean Martin stopped playing golf when, when Dino died in the plane crash, I understand. Yeah, he, he was he was so distraught the last few years of his life. He just didn't, you know, it just took the energy out of him. As you can imagine, that was in the late 80s. Right. So. And O.J. no longer is a member of RIV. 
he lives in. I wonder who has the first tee time now. Do we know? I think he plays in Florida. Oh, he's in, he lives in Las Vegas. Oh, he does. Okay, yeah. he's Las Vegas. That, that's right. Before he got that loss, that conviction for selling the memorabilia yeah. or whatever, yeah. he was out for a while, and there was kind of a joke that if he would, uh, if his golf club fell off the cart or fell out of his hand, they would say, "You dropped your glove again." <laughs> so, I, I mean, that's bad stuff. But okay. anyway, they're playing on the Champions Tour down in Florida, and this is a strange situation. Right now, uh, they finished two of the three rounds. Stephen Ames is a leader at minus 13. Rocco Mediate, who led yesterday, is three back. He's at minus 10. Ernie Els is at minus 9. A lot of Austin guys and UT guys in the field. Our friend Tim Petrovic from Austin Golf Club is at minus 5. Harrison Frazier, minus 3. Bob Estes at even. And Justin Leonard at plus 3. But they just announced Mark Brooks that they decided to end the tournament tomorrow because there's going to be bad weather and they're only playing nine holes. What is going on? That seems a little ridiculous. This is not the American Heart Association <laughs> Pro-Am. What's going on? Wow. They're going to play. I'm reading it. It'll be contested on only nine holes. Okay. One through four, and then we'll jump over and play 14 through 18 where the cameras are prepared to cover the action probably going to go off early while well, I will just click my button right here first tee time is 715 and they're going to all go off the first tee so you scroll down and you go what does that make the last last groups at 1025 wow and it's supposed to be on TV live the golf channel and peacock I read earlier today but well that fin that make them finish about 1 p.m. and that little preposterous so mark have you ever heard of that I've never heard of them playing nine holes in the tournament I have heard of no. <laughs> Not nine holes. I mean, it's insane. What I, you think I, that you think the course doesn't drain well, and maybe those holes in the middle are are in a little floodplain or something. They can't. They're unplayable. I don't think so. I think I, they've got weather rolling in, and the weatherman's telling them, you know, by two o'clock, it's going to be there's going to be things floating around out here. So y'all better get done. If you're Stephen Ames, you're going, yeah, yeah. But if you're Rocco or Ernie or Petrovic or anybody else, you're going, what the hell is this, nine holes? I'm sure Ames is very happy right now. And again, I'm not advocating for anybody. Uh, I'll criticize when I think it's appropriate, and we'll, we'll go ahead and criticize this one. You can't make fun of that other league over there when you're doing silly junk like this. Talking you about live. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, 54 holes in it in a real tournament. I go, w w since when is playing half? Part of half the front, half the back. Oh, let's count it. Yeah. Good to go, boys. And they did it at Pebble Beach this year when they just played the 54 holes. And they, they, they did do that. They would, I mean, go out on a limb. You say, would the PGA Tour ever conduct it? Why don't we just play nine holes? Yeah. Like three days of nine holes and have a 27-hole tournament. Crazy. It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. ridiculous. we got to take a break. After this break, <laughs> we're talking about the genesis in Los Angeles at Fame Riviera where Patrick Cantley's the leader but there were some huge stories yesterday from Los Angeles involving a former Longhorn and one of the greatest players of all time we'll talk about that and much much more I'm Ed Clements along with Scotty Sears and Mark Brooks Ben Clements will join us next hour he was at the Texas Houston basketball game he'll join us next hour we're live at Dirty Martin's Place big party going on down here come enjoy the fun here at Dirty Martin's Place and we'll be back with more on the 15th Club right after this. Houston, Houston means that I'm one day closer to you.
Back to Austin Golf Talk on the 15th Club with Ed Clemens and Scotty Sears. I'm Larry Gatlin, and I'm listening on KLBJ Phone App from Nashville. Thank you so much, Larry Wayne Gatlin, part of the upcoming Save Muni Entertainment. We'll hear more about that in just a second. Our show proudly brought to you by ABC Bank with assistance from the Salt Lake Barbecue, the Naughty Deck and Bar at the Austin Renaissance Hotel, Bodies Tex-Mex, the Muni Conservancy, Zilker Belts, Donald Ross Sportswear, and Adele Golf. Ed Clement, Scotty Sayers, and Mark Brooks on this Saturday afternoon from the iconic burger joint, Dirty Martins. We hope it's saved. We hope it's saved. It looks like it's going to be saved, but it's a great place to come enjoy wonderful food and great drink. Longhorn Baseball on right now. The mighty Longhorns playing San Diego. Ace Whitehead of Lampasas is on the hill for the Longhorns right now. What a great story this guy. This guy was a high school quarterback. And now he's a pitcher for the Longhorns from Land Passes, uh, so uh, home of our Mark Niemer, the owner of Dirties. Uh, Scotty, a lot of things going on with the Save Muni event coming up in, in March. Yeah, we've got Imagine Muni on March 24th, and if you go to our 15th Club Facebook page, you can get the pre-sale code and link. The tickets don't go on sale to the general public until Monday morning, but you can click the link type in the code MUNI100, that's with a capital M, and go ahead and buy tickets ahead of everybody else and get some of the best tickets. Our entertainment, Asleep at the Wheel, and I saw them at the uh, Jersey Unveil for Austin FC. FC. It was great, and uh, Ray was tremendous, Ray Benson. As always, uh, Gary P. Nunn came out and sang Home of the Armadillo, London Homesick Blues, and he'll be there along with Jimmy Vaughn, one of the ten best guitar players in the history of rock and roll and blues, and our good friend Larry Gatlin, plus some special guests that we'll announce later, so you better get your tickets. Get those tickets now. It's going to be a must-see event because this is the 100th anniversary of Lions Municipal Golf Course. Uh, at the Genesis Invitational, Patrick Cantley is still the leader. Big story yesterday, two things happened. Number one, Tiger Woods withdrew. This was Tiger's first appearance of the year. He's hosting the tournament, but Tiger had flu-like symptoms and was uh, carted off the golf course. Not carted. He was in a golf cart and left the golf course. Mark Brooks, I was very surprised because this guy, you know, guts it out. He's, he's played through a lot of pain in his career, but it was sort of surprising to see him in a golf cart leaving the golf course. Yeah, I mean, they think the official word was flu-like conditions so he was getting dizzy yeah you know i mean i hate this because i know cbs is not mad they're reeling because with the jordan spieth in situation tiger gone justin thomas doesn't make the cut It, it was it was surprising to see him leave what's going on do you think with tiger well i mean i'm, I'm gonna take him at the word that he they said it started thursday evening probably had a fever and wasn't feeling good and obviously couldn't go. I mean, he looked like I looked at his stats. He he played the first four holes very fairly normal. I mean, looked like normal distance and it got started to get a little funky there. Yeah. Uh, hit a couple funny shots on five and six. Uh, hit the fairway on seven. Had like 140 yard shot in and uh, never hit another hit another shot. So it's very bizarre. 
a lot of uh, sushi restaurants in L.A. I mean, they might have food poisoning. Yeah. We don't we don't really know the whole story yet, but it was flu-like symptoms. Yeah, that that runs the gamut, and from, from COVID to shanks to whatever else. Yeah. Now Gary Woodland played with him uh, Thursday and part of Friday. Said that Tiger. They interviewed Gary today and said that Tiger looked good. Said he was hitting good, crisp iron shots, putting well, and physically. Until the until the whatever happened, he looked good. So that's the that's the good news about Tiger, at least, and and hopefully it is just a case of the flu. I hope it is too. I just I hate it for Tiger because he hosts this tournament, and don't like it for our friend Jim Nance and CBS because it, he was they, they wanted him to make the cut, and I I'd forgotten that there was a little bit of a cut there. This is one of those big events, but there was a cut. But I. I hate it. I don't think it bodes well for Tiger the rest of the year. Am I making too much out of this? I think so, Ed. I think you're you're, <laughs> you're taking the flu to the new level. Yeah. Normally, it doesn't last more than forty-eight hours, maybe a week. I hope it's not the China flu. Yeah, he'll yeah. be he'll be all right. Um, I he looked like he walked pretty good. Uh, Swain was fine. I mean, he he. I, I read the deal. He the quotes. He said his back. He was suffering from some back spasms. The last three or four holes on Thursday, right? And he, he, had caught, a, he had a shank on he, 18. You know, he, the back spasm, you know, got the hosel in the way and uh, shanked it off there on 18. When I saw the little, you know, breaking news, I thought, well, it's probably back spasms that's caused it. You know, when his shot started going a little funny, that's the first thing I look at it. As you go, yeah, what should you be looking for? Go to go to Shotlink, see where these guys are actually hitting the ball before they went WD. Yeah. Pretty, pretty telling sign, and he it was fine, 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 and then all of a sudden, four, five, six, it was not, not too good, and so something was up for sure. He's forty-eight years old. When you play it on the PGA Tour, He's young, okay, <laughs> he had more starts than anybody else. Eight oh three on the PGA Tour, forty-eight years old. When does it start? When when does it start affecting you? When does it start? Historically, for most guys, it's in that early forties. You know, somewhere around. I mean, it's like clockwork. Not the exceptional guys, but as a general rule, about 42 is when you start seeing a dramatic fall off. 42, 43, right in there. Some guys, you know, they got if they possess a lot of length, hadn't got the yips yet with the putter, they can last longer. But in, in general, you'll see most guys, most really good players' careers start falling off in that early 40s. Scotty, Ben, ben won at, what, 45 at Augusta? 43. 43, okay. Yeah, and he didn't have much success after that, admittedly. He had some uh, foot problems from an old foot injury. And, and he had Ryder Cup, too. Had to and he had to be Ryder Cup captain, which took a lot you know, a lot of time and a distraction from playing. But, yeah, I mean, by mid-40s, you know, you start, unless you're an exception. I, 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 made, I made provisions for that. Yeah. There's always the exceptions. But yeah. the wear and tear, the getting sick of living out of the suitcase, Yeah, you know, bad stretches, you know, it just gets old. Like, why am I doing this? I mean, my family's at home. Kids are in probably elementary or junior high at that point. So a lot of guys kind of get to call and to go home at that, at the, as, as well as their games drop off. I was doing a, a Facebook Live at our friend Sue Patrick today, 5222 Brennan Road, and Jay asked me, is Tiger going to play the Champions Tour? And I said, I don't know if he's going to play the Champions Tour or not because I think he can. they can do, have the golf cart there, but do you think he'll play the Champions Tour, Mark? But, well, they've already they've, they've already changed the – so the Champions Tour is funny. I'm, I'm going to jump all over the place, so I'll try to make it clear. 
most tournaments on the Champions Tour allowed cart usage. There were some that did not. Pebble Beach, uh, the Players' Championship at Firestone. They've already gone in. Now, uh, well ahead of this game, this will be, so it won't be like we changed it for Tiger because it's going to be two or three years, you know, prior to him wanting to play out there. They've pretty much taken the cart rule and applied it. Uh, it's allowed, going to be allowed everywhere. At this point, other than the Senior PGA, the Senior British Open, and the Senior U.S. Open. Those will be the only three on the schedule, and I wouldn't be shocked if they make a little change. Well, they might. I mean, they I guess they had to make a change for Casey Martin in the Senior Open, didn't they, or did he? He, applied for, he won an AD, ADA okay, situation. Okay, so that was different. So, like, John Daly has applied for his ADA okay. exception. What is John Daly's ADA exception? Hair, beard? Well, he had cancer. Cancer. Can- knees, knees. Hips. He's got yeah. terrible knees, terrible hips. Yeah. Okay. Strong liver. <laughs> He's ready to go. Oh. I love John. I mean, I, and I say it in jest, but, you know, he, John really needs the cart. I mean, he literally could not walk 18 holes. Well, I hate and to interrupt you, but we got to take a, we got to take a break uh, for the news at the bottom of the hour. I'm Ed Clements along with Scotty Sayers and Mark Brooks. We're at Dirty Martin's Place where it is rocking tonight. Longhorn baseball on right now. It's a tight game at Dishfalk Field. 3-3 with San Diego. College basketball to follow. When we come back, we're going to talk more about the genesis in Los Angeles and the situation with Jordan Spieth. He's not around today, and Mark will explain the rule of why he's not around. News is next on KLBJ. When the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, that's amore. This is Brandel Chambly, and you're listening to The 15th Club with Ed Clemens and Scotty Sayers. KLBJ. That's amore. Club live from Dirty Martin's Place, and it's packed in here today. Brought to you by ABC Bank, Salt Lake Barbecue, Naughty Deck and Bar at the Austin Renaissance, Marty's Tex-Mex, the Muni Conservancy, Zilker Belts, Donald Ross Sportswear, and Edel Golf. And before we go to our live line, and you, by the way, you're always welcome to call in at 512-836-0590. But uh, you guys know what two famous movies were done at Riviera? Uh, the Ben Hogan story, Follow the Sun, That's was one. one. And I don't remember the other one. Well, that song came from the other one. Uh, that's Amore. Was, was that introduced? Was that a Jerry Lewis, Dean Martin movie? The Caddy. The Caddy. The Caddy. The Caddy. Yeah. How about that? Things so, you learn here on the Fifteenth Club. The things you learn on the Fifteenth Club. Okay. Let's get to the phone lines. Richard, welcome. You're on the Fifteenth Club. Hi, Richard. Go ahead. You're on the air. Ed, uh, I'm not an expert in golf and pro golf, but it, it seems like Jordan might be getting spread a little too thin with all of his interests that he has, possibly, and also. He's been playing golf both amateur and professional for a long time. And it's amazing that he can uh, sign a wrong scorecard. Tim, what do you think, Ed? Thanks. Hey, Richard, thanks. And we're going to talk about that. Uh, thanks for the call, Richard. Uh, Mark uh, Jordan Spieth was uh, disqualified yesterday. After the round, he signed, uh, signed an incorrect scorecard. He apologized afterward. He said he loves Riviera, loves this golf tournament, but he, he, he got disqualified. How in the hell does something like this happen? Very easily. You double the last hole. You're hotter under the collar. You whip your whip up the hill, race in there, look at the card. You do your once-over. You kind of go through your normal routine, but your mind's not with it. And, you know, you're not just, just going through the motion. Sign it and walk out. And there's effectively there's a white line. Okay? Like literally when we, we're in trailers, there's like a white line 
painted on the doorstep. When you both feet are out, it's like this is like the football being the quarterback across the line. If the whole body's out across the line, it's official. Wow, is that what? I mean, I'm sure a guy could literally like flip around. Hey, double check, make sure. Yeah, but that's what happened. And he had a four. He had a three down on the card on the fourth hole, par three. When he he knew he made a three, he wasn't trying to do anything weird. He just that's a DQ. Lower score on a hole, you're DQ'd. Had he had a five there instead of a four, the higher score stands and you get to play. It's a little weird, but we we, we understand why. Ever happened to you? I don't think I ever had signed for a lower lower score on a hole. Um, storming out without signing your card, something like that. I'm sure I did, you know, at yeah. some point. I mean, we all if you stay out there long enough, you're gonna do you're gonna do everything by once. Yeah, and, the, and the most famous case, of course, of signing for a higher score was the Bob Golby at the Masters, which caused him to go into a playoff the next day. Well, he uh, didn't do it. Roberto De Vincenzo. Yeah, Roberto. Bob Golby won. Roberto De Vincenzo. Oh, that's right. It was yeah. him. It was the other guy. It was the other guy. Roberto's Sorry. card, who did, he didn't speak very good English either. Yes. And let's just say two consecutive, hole, two consecutive holes, 13 and 14, for example. He made a four and a five. He had written out his his whoever's keeping the score had written down Tommy Aaron was keeping the score five four so they added the total up they added up to exactly what he shot but they had those scores inverted on those two holes and therefore he was DQ Uh, actually it was a lower score on a hole okay I thought sure I thought they just gave him one more shot and actually lost a tournament by one didn't get into the playoff he was was inverted I'll give you another one while y'all are on it and I'll Mark Rowe, I believe is his name. I'm not going to look it up, but I remember it very well. Fine English player in a British Open. And I want to say they were at Birkdale, and he had played two two or three great rounds. And they had had a mix-up on the first tee and gave both players their own scorecards. And I'll fast forward. By the time they got to 18, you know, in the scoring trailer, when he pulled out the card and he had, they had traded back and, you know, keep you keep someone else's score. Okay, they had given him his own scorecard and he signed it. Then they figured out on about the second or third hole. Oh no, I have the wrong card. They switched. When he got in, he, he you know, I, I'm trying to fast forward. He had signed his own card twice with his own name, <laughs> and they they finally caught it a few minutes after he had. Oh my! And he was in like second place going into the final round, and that was a DQ also. Wow! Because that was a big stink. Wow! All right, we're going back to the six, 68 Masters. Bob Golby won his only major championship one stroke ahead of Roberto DeVincenzo. It first appeared that DeVincenzo would be in a playoff with Golby on Monday, but he had returned an incorrect scorecard showing a a par four instead of a birdie three on number 17. Uh, So he didn't get this Higher score stood. Yeah, he just just missed out by one getting in the playoffs. And I believe he said, what a stupid, what a stupid. I made a stupid. So it was a higher score that stood. Yeah. Thank you you for correcting me. Let me ask both of you. We are in a day and time of AI, of high tech. They had people following uh, these group scores with uh, electronically giving the scores back. Isn't this a little antiquated? Shouldn't this rule be eliminated, Mark Brooks? Well, let's use some of the uh, college. I believe they've gone back to we call it, you know, paper cards, hard cards. Most junior tournaments, uh, events, 
in the country are all using the phone now. There are no scorecards, no pencils of scorecards. I think they did it for sure based on the COVID thing. They didn't want you know guys touching. Everybody was afraid of touching touching something. So they went to this score phone, you know, phone app, scorecard, scoring uh, conditions. So they get done. They actually, they're like quadruple checked. You, you follow me? I mean, it's yeah, like, yeah. So everyone's triple checking it, and I don't even know if you actually sign anything anymore. I mean, if you do, it's like you know, doc, <laughs> doc, you sign DQ. I mean, is that what's coming next? So I don't know. We could probably eliminate the paper scorecards, to be honest with you. How about if you just gave a guy instead of disqualifying somebody? Just gave them a two-stroke penalty and let them correct it. You well, know they do that for a lot of other infractions. Yeah, you know, okay. bad drops or something. They catch it. A lot of times they'll actually add to. Yeah, uh, it's 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 nuts. I personally think you ought to be keeping your own score on your own scorecard, and then you you verify it and we're done. And they're like, to prevent what cheating? Who cares? I mean, no one's cheating. You're going to catch them anyway. Yeah, maybe back so, in the 40s or 50s when they needed the money so bad they had right, to do it. Right. Maybe so, that would have, but you yeah. know, let's go honor system. Yeah. You keep your own card, and Ed, if you've got you, you verify either one of you. If we're on threesome, y'all can verify my score. You know, you know what I shot. Sure. Everybody, oh, sure. they, people know what they shot unless you're shooting 100. Yeah. At that point, who cares? <laughs> so let me ask you guys about the tenth hole at Riviera. Do you think it's a a good hole? Of, of I mean, it's been debated for a long time. It's 295 today. It's a par four, well bunkered, and it's got one heck of a green. Describe that green, fellas. Y'all both played it. Well, it's a funny angle to hit into that green. I mean, you're on an elevated tee, but you're hitting in at a, at a, I don't know, a 45 degree angle at, at least. Yeah, and so it's hard to hold the shot unless you hit just short of the green and it dribbles up to the front. Apparently, Mark, they've got more pin placements. They redid it just a little bit. Um, yeah, they they added wide, wide, and they added some you know places, hold more pinnable locations. Yeah. Word I would use. I'll give you my take. I'm kind of tired of hearing about it. <laughs> I mean, to be honest with you, I think they've overtalked it being such a great short hole. It's a cool short hole, but there's a lot of good short par fours. Yeah, and uh, I prefer that versus. Uh, I'll just say say this: when they went uh, and took a 450 yard par four at Torrey Pines. In 08, and tried to make it a drivable by moving the tee up like 100 yards. I'm not for that. But I think they've over-talked the 10th hole at Riviera, I mean, yeah. a little bit. Uh, and I'm like, you, if you stood there, I don't care who it is, Justin Thomas, Roy McIlroy, Jordan Spieth, you could have 100 balls. They're lucky if they can get three or four actually stay on the green. It's right. just not really – it's drivable, meaning you can get up by the green. Yeah. They can get three wood up there now. But uh, I think it's over-talked. It's a cool hole. I loved it when more guys – actually tried to strategically lay up i thought it was more interesting watching guys choke to death on this little 80 90 yard shot but uh anyway i think it's been over 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 talk well now you just hit it in the you take your three wood or whatever and hit it in that right bunker and with the green a little bit flatter you can get the bunker shot up and down for a birdie true true what about number 18 at riviera when i was out there you guys have played it i've just walked it it's a heck of a hole it's it it looks more difficult when you're there than it does on television. Do you agree with that? Well, there's like a wall in front of you there. I, I, I'm going to guess it's probably only about 150 to 175 yards off the tee, you know, when you're watching on television. But, I mean, that thing's pretty pretty steep. It's real steep. Uh, it's a blind tee shot, effectively. I mean, you got to pick something in the distance. But, again, it's only blind, you know, one or two times after you play that you start. You, you figure out where to, where to aim. 
I think it's a fantastic hole. It's got just this fantastic natural amphitheater around the green that should just be packed with people. Uh, it's one of the most gorgeous second shots. The clubhouse is beautiful behind it. Great setting. Do we love uphill shots coming in the house? Not really, but, you know, a lot of great courses have them. And uh, I think it's a wonderful two-shot hole. It's not a driver and a gap wedge, which is what they're doing to it now. <laughs> I mean, that was a driver and a mid-iron, uh, if not a wood sometimes. So. Yeah, no. It's, and Riviera is such a good mix of holes. The back nine, I mean, 10, you, you can make a birdie. 11, you can definitely make a birdie. Sure. And then it gets a little dicey in there from 12 through 16. 17's a birdie hole usually. And on a normal day, you're going to play the stretch 12 through 16 into the prevailing ocean breeze in the afternoon. So that t- yeah. that stretch gets tough. But, I mean, it. I'm segueing this into rolling the ball back, okay? <laughs> I mean, that last group yesterday, I, I flipped it on last night when I, when I got home, and I'm like, they're all, gap, they're all hitting gap wedges in there. They're driving down there and got 145-yard second shots. I mean, the hole's like 490. So it's like, man, we got to do something. Our caller, Richard, mentioned is Jordan Spieth spread a little too thin. Uh, uh, thoughts on what Richard Richard asked us a moment ago? I, I don't think so. I mean, none of them overplay anymore. <laughs> Let's no. get that straight. You know, they play as little as they want, and they try to play enough to feel like they're sharp when they go out. But... Uh, you know, I had an old saying, and, and I use it a lot with my kids, and I'll just, pass, you know, I'll, I'll share it. It's like these kids are like, you know, i got to get ready for a tournament. I'm like, you know, most great players, generally speaking, they stayed ready. That way they don't have to get ready. I'm like, what are you doing with all this spare time? That's what you do. You play golf. You should be able to play golf good virtually every single day. I understand maybe the peaking thing, but it's like, I'll promise you, Ben Hogan, Ben Crenshaw, I mean, you can just start going down the list. They could play good any day of the week at any moment. They didn't feel like they had to do a whole bunch of extra special things to get ready for the tournament. They stayed ready. That's And that's what I would say these guys. I don't get it. I mean, you're going to go to the beach for like a, a month and not touch a club? You're probably going to be rusty. But great players typically stayed ready. Yeah, and things are different even than back in your day. I mean, these guys all have private planes, and they, you know, they take a week off. Then they fly in for the tournament on Monday and – and play, and then they fly home let, on Sunday. Let me ask you a question. <laughs> Do you think Kobe Bryant took like a month off and didn't touch a basketball because no. he was sick of a basketball? Seth Curry? I think not. Yeah. They might take a week or two during yeah. the real off season. I mean, this is what these guys do. They're in the gym. They, they put the time in, and they have to manage their time better because we know they're, they're getting pulled from a lot of directions. But I'll promise you they've got gym time in, and a player should have course time and range time in. I just don't buy it. So – you stay ready. That way you don't have to get ready, okay? I a mean, lot crazy. A, a lot of golfers, and we got to go to break in a moment, talk about the Kikuya of Riviera. Explain what the Kikuya is and the problems with the grasses out there. It's like a really nice St. Augustine, okay, if you're from Texas and haven't been able to, you know, experience the Kikuya. It's, we call it a sticky grass. The ball doesn't like to run much on it unless it's really, really dry. Uh, so the, it's... Uh, it's been described as the Velcro of golf course grasses. It loves to grab the ball. And when it gets long, when they have a major event there, they get that stuff about maybe four inches long. It's brutal because it's such a thick-bladed, you know, variety of grass. So it's tough. And uh, that's what makes it difficult. Even You think it's even harder to play out of when it's up high than Bermuda, like at Colonial, when it's grown high? 
Yes, okay. I do. I do. Okay. And uh, it's like it would be they would hate this, but it's like the poor man's zoysia. You know, <laughs> okay, zoysia acts that way a lot too. Yeah. We got to take a break. After this break, we'll get you up to date on the leaderboard. They're all in uh, at the Genesis in Los Angeles. And much, much more. Don't forget our phone lines are always open on Sports Saturday. 512-836-0590. 512-836-0590. Next hour, we'll talk basketball, Longhorn basketball, and a significant race for head coach Steve Sarkeesian and some thoughts about the Super Bowl uh, last Sunday. This is the 15th Club on KOBJ Radio, live from Dirty Martin's Place. We'll be back right after this. Cover Charles. Hi, this is Brent Buckman. You're listening to the 15th Club with Scotty Sayers and Ed Clements on News Radio KLBJ. Thanks so much, the great Brent Buckman here on the 15th Club. Welcome back to the 15th Club, brought to you by ABC Bank. Ed Clements and Scotty Sayers and our great friend Mark Brooks, a winner of the 1996 PGA championship let's check the leaderboard at the genesis at riviera and we have a golf tournament now patrick cantley is the leader at minus 14 but his lead is only two shots over xander shoffle and will zalatoris today cantley shot a 70 shoffle and zalatoris both shot 65 so it's only a two-shot lead and cantley has a three-shot lead over luke list a four-shot lead over Harris English, English and Jason Day. It's going to be it's going to be a fun Sunday, Mark, because things can turn uh, quickly. I, I just saw that uh, Patrick Cantley bogeyed the par five seventeenth, par number eighteen. But uh, two shot two two shots is not that big of a lead at Riviera. Is that correct to you? It's not a very big lead <laughs> anywhere, <laughs> anywhere, including <laughs> Butler Park. So let's just get that out of the way. That's uh, you know, four six uh, tie tie ball game. It it's game on. I will say, looking at that board, the odds are it's about a six man race, and that's the way a lot of these tournaments have you know worked out this year. Unless somebody just goes nuts, which is hard to do at Riviera with those greens. They're pretty fast this week. Scoring's good because the weather's been really good the last two days. I mean, it was like. Not a breath of wind today. Yesterday they had overcast, very little wind. Scores have been good, uh, but a tough golf course. It's probably about a six-man race. Probably the wild dark dark horse will be Jason Day. Uh, Jason Day will start today four strokes back. Fairly recent winner, too. Yeah, he shot Mays at minus 10. And again, uh, Harris English had a 65 today. Will Zalatoris had a 65, and so did Xander. Salatoris has really come back from that injury. Yeah, you got to pull for him. I yeah. mean, I mean, he's got a great demeanor on the course. He's a guy that that I think you want to root for. Ed, you've kind of challenged his putting stroke I in have. the past. Yeah, I have. It looks pretty good to me, though, Mark, doesn't it? I mean, he's. Ooh, I don't watch. He's getting it in the hole. <laughs> I do not watch. I know that he's he's getting it in the hole, though. He is. He's always kind of gotten in the hole, but when you get you know down the stretch, he's had a little trouble waving that thing around. Whatever. He's kind of got it figured out. I mean, yeah. he hits it great. I mean, if you look at his stats, it's a joke. I pulled up Scotty, for example. You know, I think this ta- all this talk, obviously he's had a little bit of – he's not putted as well as he had been the yeah. last, you know, let's say couple of seasons. But, like, just this week through three rounds, he's lost almost four shots, and he's actually up there pretty high on the board. 
top ten. I mean, he lost almost four shots to the field in strokes gained putting. These are the strokes gained. Yeah. I know they're fairly accurate, but I'm going to go, well, wait a minute. I'm looking at the next category. Strokes gained around the green. Plus 5.3. I'm like, no, wait a minute. So <laughs> we got a problem here. You know, we have a we have a disconnect. Yeah. So it's like he chips it in the leather. I mean, chips it, you know, inside of a foot. Yeah. But he's missing a lot of four- to six-footers, and that's what we've been watching on television. Yeah. There's that range there. It's got kind of got him right now. He hits so many fairways, and he hits so many greens. No question about it. I mean, they, it's been it's that one's well-documented. I mean, he's, he has struck the ball tee to green better than anybody probably for at least three years now. It's proven. It looks like it when you go watch him play, too. He's got birdie putt every hole, it seems like. He's still hitting the ball good, which is phenomenal. Most guys, their ball striking starts deteriorating as that putting goes bad, and they start not chipping it as close because they're trying to chip it enough to a foot. He's still doing that. Wow. So, I mean, this guy, he's a tough guy. He's a great guy. We know that. Uh, he'll, he'll fight through this and get it figured out. His putting, yeah, I mean, Brandon and all our buddies, they go all nuts when super slow-mo shows that putter wave around a little bit on that stroke. But I think he'll get it figured out. He may end up with a different method. I mean, like different, completely different grip style or something. But he'll get it solved. He's not going to stand there and be Mr. Conventional and miss for like two years straight. I don't. I would hope he doesn't. Got to tip our hat to Bo Hostler, the former Longhorns, having another good week. Bo is really playing well this year. He is playing good. One, one more thing about Will Zalatoris and Mark. You mentioned how uh, how far things have gone on the tour. He makes a hole in one yesterday, and his caddy gets a card as well as him. Pretty crazy. Yeah, that's something. How much does a winner get this week? Is it about four, four million? Four million dollars. Okay. Four. That's live money. That is live money. <laughs> yeah. Dustin Johnson was in the live winner circle last week in Las Vegas. Uh, so I, 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 I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> Those guys play the live, but it's just not getting much play around the golf world, is it? It's not. I don't think anybody talks about it, you know. DJ, one of the great golfers of our time, not playing for the big bucks. Yeah. Well, we're getting closer to the Masters and the U.S. Open, and and I guess he'll be in the DJ will be in the PGA, and yeah. he'll be in all the majors. You know, right? Bryson's yeah. got a couple years left. John Rahm. Yeah. He's got some time left. Sergio. Yeah. They got a bunch of Masters winners, yeah. and they got a British Open winner from Australia, Cam Cam Smith. They have some, you know, former Masters winners. They're in for basically for life. So, yeah. On on your topic there, everybody's a little bit bummed on golf right now. Professional golf. They're really into playing golf. They're in. It's it's like if we had a college, <laughs> if we could have college golf on television a lot more, I think people would tune in. I mean, I really do. I seriously think they would. The NCAA is coming up. You know that it's yeah. awesome watching. The last day or two of stroke play, and then the matches are awesome. It's like, I think people tune it in. We watch college basketball like, you know, we go nuts over it. Yeah. So, anyway, I, people are burned out on the pro, pro golf field. They've got to get it figured out. They claim they're going to have it done by the Masters, so we'll see. I'd, I'd be more prone to watch college golf on the Golf Channel than the DP Tour, which, well, which they still have a lot of yeah. in the early morning. That's the European <laughs> Tour, even though our yes. friend Dylan Fratelli won a couple of weeks ago, and that's fun. Well, good. If you're an insomniac or something, or just like to record it, but it is a funky time in golf. Yeah, it, it really is because they know, have to solve it. They don't have to, a choice. That they have to solve well, it. Well, Tiger said on Wednesday that he kind of sort of welcomed the 
the the Saudi money and you know all oh, yada da da da. Well, he said he welcomed the three billion dollars that got injected from the private equity, and he said that gives them a chance to be patient about the about the Saudi money coming the, in or the. Or the, the I would say the only yeah, issue look. I had with most of his comments that was a twenty-three minute <laughs> presser he gave. I just I'm a little uncomfortable when they're talking about what how if they're going to welcome the live players back right and what the penalties and all that will be. I am very personally uncomfortable with a current player talking about what my penalty is going to be coming back, and I think it needs to be a better better committee formed. Okay, we got to go. News is next on KLBJ, followed by the End Zone Club. Don't go away. I'm Ed Clements along with Mark Brooks and Scotty Sayers. Ben will join us. Back after the news on KLBJ.